It's uh, the 20th of October. This is Nerd's Eye View, episode 247. My name is Jordan. I'm joined by Andrew. Hi. And the wonderful Matt Benson. Hello. I'm not wearing headphones. How you doing, bud? (laughs) You doing good? I'm doing good. I'm the only one wearing headphones. They're somewhere. You didn't even bring them. I don't fucking know. Should I just take my headphones off? I feel weird now. Can you you hear? Do we all sound okay? You guys sound. Because I did not test the sound. (gasps) You were the sound man for today's episode, Jordan. You've been designated Uh, sound. You're engineer Cody Jordan. I am not ready for this responsibility just if we sound too loud or too quiet just let me know i drop it all into levelator anyway all right shout out to levelator when, keeping our when, sound when Matt level here, it's a guarantee that somebody's gonna be too loud <laughs> or too quiet <laughs> we're moving the bar somewhere and you someone's never. gonna get lost <laughs> uh but uh, i mean at least none of us are demanding that it say hello yeah this is true <laughs> because uh it's not gonna mm-hmm. uh we have a review of steve jobs but that's after the box office. That's after new releases on Blu-ray, DVD, and TVD. And that is before our guest the ending. But let's get to the box so office. What? Get zap, zap, zap it down, Scarns. I am number 10. Maze Runner, The Scorch Trials. Which is not taking place on number 9. Woodlawn with Jesus. But they had some problems, so they called in a number eight. Sicario. Just after he got hired when he was the, the number seven. The intern. Nice. Visual. <laughs> nice. Uh, but his signature move was to play a number six. Pan! After he stayed at number five. Hotel Transylvania 2. Which is located at the top of number four. Crimson Peak. A- after you cross number three. Bridge of Spees. Uh, and after you do that, you are officially considered number two. Demartian. But you'll definitely feel number one. Bumps. That's what I, it's the cool kids are calling it. <laughs> Beeps. Bumps. I believe that is my car alarm going off. I'm going to go beep it. Sometimes oh. when, a, <laughs> when a loud driver goes by, sets it off. Is it a little sensitive? Uh, t- talk amongst yourselves. Okay, so. What, are, what's, what, what? There's numbers here. <laughs> yes. uh, there are two million more than the previous week. That's what, a lot more. What I like to see, though. Mm-hmm that uh, the listeners at home will not know, but I'm going to go ahead and tell them, yep. is usually we have the majority of the money being spent in the top three movies. Mm. But this week... The top 3% of the top 10% of the movies released in America are getting 98% of all the grossing, and that is wrong. I'm here to bring equity among movie releases. Bernie 2016. Thank you, Bernie Box Office Sanders. <laughs> Thank you. Bad impression of James Adomian's good impression of Bernie Sanders. But in this case... We have twenty million plus on the first two, and about twelve to fifteen million on three through five, and then after that it just drops off. Hmm. Like this, this list might as well not even exist. It's just movies that have come out in a while. Or is that a, is that another Christian movie? Woodlawn, I believe, is. Is it? Yes, I think is it's a Christian it? football movie. Oh, I knew it was football. Yeah. Well, I mean. Honestly, the I'm, last, going, I'm going based on the cover. The last got a real Christian vibe to me. But, but, but the, I mean, there's also the evidence that the last Christian movie is no longer on the top ten, so they had to release another one. Yeah. And there's no uh, sports movies, so that's a sports movie, right? Unless you count Maze Runner as a sports movie. Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, I have I have definitely watched uh, Olympic speed walking, mm-hmm. so I will def I will count Maze Runner. As a sport. The last time we talked this much about Maze Runner, Tom was on the show, mm. and he didn't know that it involved zombies. What? Yep. 
I you, didn't know it involved zombies. Yeah. What? That's a fun reaction to get from people. <laughs> I watched the I watched the uh, the Scorch trials. I'll never make it out in the Scorch. <laughs> and um, tell him the sad news. Oh, it, he told me. Oh, okay. This has been broken to me. <laughs> oh no, I I had to break his heart. Uh-huh. I did it softly. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just gonna sip a little louder into the microphone there. Yeah, just. Uh, the second movie is basically like the world of The Last of Us, except worse. Or the Scorch trials. Yeah, about. which is super interesting, hmm. but worse. But but interesting in a good way. Oh, like it's it's worse because it's like oh another zombie movie. But it but the the Last of Us had an interesting take on zombies. Clickers so, they call them. Yeah, and in this they kind of have the same thing. Huh. I mean, y- there's no like visual fungal growth, yeah. but it's basically the same the same thing. They're going plant on. zombies. Not really, but Viral? they but. <laughs> it, it, it is viral, but they do lose the use of their eyes and they operate on sound. Mm. And they do, like, there's different versions of them based on how long they've been affected. So hmm. it's it's actually cool, which was weird because I didn't expect that in that movie. I'm like, all right, then we're going to watch people running and shit. <laughs> Uh, I, I think it's no surprise that uh, uh, Bumps, as you call it, is number one. Bumps. Yeah, it had the biggest mass appeal. Bumps. Yeah, and I think it's it's appealing to, in a weird way, to children now yep. and older people who read the books. Yep. Uh, is that weird? Do kids still read Goosebumps? Uh, kids out there, email us. Still read yeah. Bumps? Hey, uh, kids. Hey, get kids, your, you still looking at Bumps? <laughs> uh, get, your, get your parents' iPad and email us. Yeah. And also transfer PayPal money. Yeah, I there's want to be like that uh, game show guy who got sales. I want to be yeah, super sales. Go of the podcast. World. Go to our website. And there's a PayPal link. Just click that as many times as possible. Because <laughs> you, if you click enough, then you win. Yeah, then yeah. you'll you'll win a a fluffy bunny. Yeah, yeah, to be delivered by Jordan. Yep, I'll show up. Uh-huh. Yeah. You give me enough money, I'll show up anywhere. <clears throat> give more money, and then we'll do a reenactment. Well, I'll, I'll show up shortly after Jordan. I'll say, "Put the bunny down." <laughs> Con air, folks. <laughs> I knew it. I, I wanted. I desperately wanted a North reference. You know I don't go in for that shit. All right. <laughs> for me, all roads lead north. All roads lead to a, a plane to Las Vegas full of convicts. Oh my goodness. Uh, don't, don't what? <laughs> what else are we going to talk about? What else um, is the news? <laughs> there's nothing else here. Just new uh, movies came out and they made some money. Uh, have you heard, Jordan? Have you heard about this uh, podcast <laughs> called Ben Vion Spielberg? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you did a, uh, yeah. Did you do, did you release some Bridges Spy special yet? Today it's dropping later today. That's part of the reason why we're on a schedule here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, by the time you're listening to this, our Bridges Spies episode will be up. All Beautiful right. for all to hear. Uh, all right. Are we done with box office? Yep. Okay. We boxed the office. Uh, good. Now let's release the new DVDs and Blu-rays. <laughs> uh, on DVD and Blu-ray, uh, uh, we have Paper Towns. <laughs> We reviewed it in episode 235. We did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I remember disliking a good portion of it. Yep. I also remember... Uh, well, you became... We found it unbelievable No, the great, times. the greatest part was you became a father during that episode, which I found was beautiful. I don't remember this one. Yeah, because, because we were in that moment with the family, and you were like, yeah, she is a bad kid. Oh, you yeah. remember that? Oh, yes. His I paternal, was right there. His paternal instinct came out in full <laughs> force. There's a scene where the he mother got really upset. The, he the got mother heated. was like the mother of the girl who ran away. She just does this for attention, and he goes, "Yes, she does." I'm like, "Yeah." I was right there with her, and I was like, "Oh no, I I am now Whoa, siding am I, on the other side." Am I a parent now? I am not a rambunctious senior in high school. <laughs> <laughs> I am oh the parent God. who's like, "Damn it again, <laughs> that child." 
Uh, yeah. Willful, willful child. <laughs> um, so go check out our review there. Uh, also on DVD, a film, a documentary called The Wolf Pack. The Wolf Pack. Have you, do you remember hearing about this? It's about Zach Galifianakis. Nope. Doug. No. <laughs> that's, that's, that's how fast I ran out of wow. thoughts about The Hangover. Dang. Um, it's a documentary about, um, I can't remember exactly how, but this woman had discovered this group of children who all dressed like Reservoir Dogs characters. Oh, I do remember hearing about and this. And she goes into details about their lives, and basically they're, they live, like they're not allowed out of their house, and so they live vicariously through movies, and then some, like every once in a while they get to walk in Central Park, and that's when they walk around like Reservoir Dogs characters. Yeah. <laughs> And so somehow she was able to make this documentary about them. Looks interesting. Yeah, it sounded absolutely crazy. I remember hearing about it a lot on Douglas movies. He's always going to those film festivals. Was it two or three that The Hangover used the tagline, The Pack is Back? It was probably two. Okay. Because the third one was like the end of the epic trilogy. Oh. <laughs> like that was the kind of marketing they were doing for three. Oh, we just shoot this in the foot and let it die. <laughs> I think it was their tagline. Um, and then also on DVD Blu-ray, a film uh, called Z for Zachariah. That's out already. Yeah, that was a that was a little release. That was Just a one of those super quick turnaround. They were, they they might be hoping to bank on some Halloween money right now because it's kind of a a spooker. Get those ween scarium. bucks. I'm sorry. Get those ween bucks. Oh, maybe that's what they call it in the biz. Uh, for those ween who don't bucks, know, Benson yeah. used to work at a Barnes and Noble. That's right. <laughs> so he knows we're all always, the biz language. We're always looking for those ween bucks. What do you call uh, the Christmas season? What what's that? Uh, 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 oh, the Christmas season. Yeah. We, we 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 call those the red and greenies. <laughs> that was worth it. Okay. So. Oh my goodness. Were you interested in this film, Jordan? Zeph Zachariah? You speak as if you've heard of it. Yeah, isn't this the one Margot where Robbie, Chris Pine, based on the she would tell novel? <laughs> yeah, where there uh, literary jokes up in thank here. You. <laughs> yeah. It's like the end of the world, and yeah. there's a love triangle for some reason. Yeah, because that's how it works. Um, all right. So moving on to DVD only. Here's our game. Get ready for it. Uh, it's make you guys guess oh. what the hell this movie is. <laughs> oh, it stresses me out. So I, gotta I can op- tell. Got to open this up. Um, the movie uh-huh. is on DVD only this really yeah. this week in this release. Released. Uh, it's called Bad Girl. Now. Uh, starting with you, Benson. Mm-hmm. I will give you one of two pieces of information about this film. Okay. You already know that it's called Bad Girl. Mm-hmm. Would you like to know the year mm-hmm. in which it came out? Or mm-hmm. the two awards that it won? Give me the awards. Okay. Uh, Hold on. Before, before you give me this information, uh-huh. I'd like to know how bad is she? You're going to find out. Okay. That's the thing. Or you're okay. going to tell me, basically. All right. So it has won two Oscars. Best director what? and best writing adaptation. Didn't you say uh, what? Oh, it's on DVD only. Yes, I thought in my head I, I thought you meant straight to DVD. No, which you can't go straight to DVD and win an Oscar. No. Nope. What? Say what Oscars did it win again? Best, best movie, director, best director, and best writing adaptation. What the fuck? Yeah, writing so. adaptation. So that means it's based on something. You could else. take a you could take a hint here in the, in the fact that you don't recognize that it won, meaning that it's not recent. You don't get the year, but you can use that to help you figure it's about, out it's not a Reese. It's about a Reese. young lady. Are we, are we shortening all words now in a in a bad way. And uh, I don't I don't know how anyone is supposed to guess anything in this goddamn game. That's why it stresses me out. That's why I'm going into a panic right now, and I'm going to pass to Jordan. That's why it's like it's like guess the ending, but for movies that already came out, <clears throat> for weird ones. 
Here's the only time you peaked during that tirade is when you kept hitting the table. <laughs> well, it's because I bet I, I was professional enough yeah. to back away from the mic. Yeah, but then you're hitting the table, <laughs> and I'm watching the levels go boop. Sometimes boop. I like to add a little, you know, a little. Oh, yes. yeah, some foley work. Yes, I'm that's, proud of well, you. What's the word I was looking for? <laughs> the year. Yeah, as I believe was a birth control medication from a few years back, pulled from the market. I think because it was causing problems. Nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right then. The idea was you'd only get like two periods a year or something. It was one of those. I kind of remember this. Yeah. Yeah. So, the year of this film that won <laughs> Best Director and Best Writing Adaptation. But how bad would those periods be? <laughs> I mean, listen, this... Work it into the movie. Work it into the movie. Oh, man. 1931. I believe 1931. Let's go. God. It's 1931. Oh. Yeah. Good <laughs> luck. Oh, jeez. Um... Can I also tell you, like, the plot is, like, crazy boring. Like, I'm not Crazy even, boring? Like, uh, just because Benson okay. didn't even guess, I'm just going to give up and tell you it's crazy boring. <laughs> it's called Bad Girl, but it's just super boring. It's about a, a, a woman who wants to work in a man's field. <laughs> that's pretty bad in 31. I'm going to say that's really reaching, like, for boring, because yeah. that sounds a little exciting. What I'm gonna, okay, here we go. It says, oh, in this winter no. of two Oscars, blah, 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 a touching drama set during the Depression... A poor young couple must marry oh, when she I becomes should have pregnant. Guessed, uh, Wait, yeah. what do you mean set during the Depression? Set in modern era because it came out in the Depression. No, well, the description called, is... Yeah. She's called bad girl because she got pregnant out of wedlock. Yeah, yeah. a poor young couple must marry when she becomes pregnant. Wow. That's bad then. Now it's just like, what's what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> now it's like, congrats. <laughs> well, the guy's probably a dickhead. <laughs> That's my response. <laughs> Obviously, the guy's a dick. Uh, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> go. Go buy bad girl. <laughs> Do you think that put uh, butts and seats back in the day? Oh, sure. Or do you think it's been a, retitled? A, a, a woman out of relug? relug? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, do we need to reboot <laughs> no, Matt no, Benson? Because <laughs> something's like <laughs> I, uh, the, the subtitle <laughs> closed captioning was not working on my parents' TV, so they just turned it all off and on. And now it works great now. I'm feeling like we need to do that to Matt Benson. So I'm going to get some flatliners gear in here, and we're going to reset Matt Benson. <laughs> if he brings back something from the afterlife, not my fault. Hey, hey don't do that. That was that other movie. Flatliners. No, 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 no. The one, the the the. Oh new, yeah, the dumb new one. flatliners. The new dumb one. Oh, the one with Donald Glover. Yes. Yeah. The Lazarus experiment. The Lazarus experiment. Project. Good project. Lazarus <laughs> project. <laughs> I was, you know, it was all I could do not to say the Lazarus pit. So I'm just glad I didn't go for that. Hey, when you go in there, you never come back straight. All right, so we're still in the new releases. Okay. Uh, Blu-ray. Good I got. God. I got nothing. <laughs> Where that means we're getting good. We're going fine. We're getting there. Um. But on TVD, here we go. Benson and I, we got to team up and play a game. What? <laughs> hey, he forgot about this game now. Look at it. He just got all stressed out from the last one. Uh, in TVD, we play the game where for the new releases that I've included, we try and guess whether or not Jordan has seen them. Okay. And how oh, much I, he's I seen. do remember this game. How now. much he's seen. I kind of like this game. This first one is going to excite you. <laughs> this one, this one's it excites me. Okay. New on TVD this week, Back to the Future, the complete animated series. Uh. Jordan has seen none of it, I believe. I'm going to co-sign on that. I'm going to agree with you there. Not a single episode. <laughs> Nailed it. Mm-hmm. I knew that was, that was somehow... I think that's like the first one you guys have gotten right. <laughs> <laughs> I got another one. I don't remember which one. All right. So, uh, I got one right that I knew for sure, like oh, where yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about okay. the show. <laughs> yeah, you had some pre- previous information. <laughs> this one I think is going to be trickier. New on TVD, 
which I think all like up to season three is on Netflix already, but the only season one is out right now. Peaky Blinders. I'm gonna go ahead and oh. let you know it's a Netflix show. I thought it was That's now, why. on the cover it says BBC. Well, yeah, is but some kind of joint. I yeah, think the distribution in America yeah. has it going on Netflix mm. as soon as it shows up mm. in BBC. I now I could be hallucinating this, but I feel like I remember talking about this with Jordan, so I'm going to say yes, he has seen now, this. Now, how much? I, I, you also have to guess how much. Any, uh, uh, just specify in season one. What are you asking me to do? Oh, okay. So because it's season it's one, just season one you have to out. say whether or not I've seen all of season I'm one or part of it. I'm going to say you've seen all of scene of, scene, scene in one. <laughs> I think we need to reset him. I think no, he's not fine. (laughs) Have you or have you not seen all seen in one? (laughs) What I'm gonna say is, I think you're misremembering somehow uh, uh, episodes of Roderick on the Line, (laughs) where they talk about. No, my memory is hearing about it on Roderick on the Line, and then soon after talking about it with someone in my life, Mm, and I suspect probably me because we talk about someone who had seen it. Have you seen it? Oh no, Dick (laughs) Smash. (laughs) Whoa! <laughs> My goodness, you're doing Gorley Square Squares. Gorley Squares. Gorley Squares. Okay. So, Did you guys play game show Gorley, Gorley Wood Squares? squares. <laughs> I'd like that a lot. It's just Ooh. nine squares of Matt Every Gorley. Every square is Matt Gorley. <laughs> and he's, he's doing a different character. Well, square. so yeah, the center square is Matt, Matt Gorley, Gorley, and then the other squares are like Are Eager, yeah. um, Kubish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> imagine getting oh. a clue from Kubish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd do a joke one first, of course. Yeah, <laughs> Has oh George Dan seen Pikey Bloons? <laughs> now he's just jumbling down. Less than five episodes. Less than five episodes yes, of the first season. Of the first season. Okay. I'm completely up to date on this show. Yes! I, l- I, I love this show. Thank you. It was a really interesting show. And did we or Killian did we Murphy not talk is about amazing. It? Well, and, uh, and also and Thomas Hardy is in it. Somehow. Tom Hardy is fantastic in it. Does that get confusing seeing yourself on screen? <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. I was like, wait, did I record an episode then? I don't remember. Um, wait, fucking Tom Hardy and Mr. Murphy are yes. on this show? Yes. And uh, Mr. Jurassic Park. What the hell is that guy's name? Uh, Jurassic, was, Mr. Jurassic Park or Mr. Jurassic World? <sighs> Mr. Jurassic Park. Sam Neill? Yes. Sam oh, Neill's in it. That, Sam Neill plays a really interesting well, character. Sam Neill fucking be in anything. Isn't there like cool I'm ladies s- in it too? I can't remember who the yeah, yeah. actors are. There's a lot of... Tom Hardy's a major Hollywood star. What the fuck's he doing in a Netflix show? Because it's a show. BBC. He's, a, he's on a bunch of shows I've seen him. It's BBC. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, but I'm not talking about neighbors from Australia. I'm, this is some British no, shit. No, I've seen him on a couple Netflix <laughs> episodes of just random shows he Why? plays a character. Why is he doing Wait, that? What? He's, he's great. I'm sure he is. He's, he's Netflix deal? I'm sure he's great, but what, he, he's he's Mad Max for God's sake. Yeah, but he's he's well, always he great is. when he shows up. He was Bane, if What's, we all recall. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that was a down point. He but was that's in one part of the movie that most people liked. He was in five episodes of Peaky Blinders. Water in your face. <laughs> this is looking up Tom Hardy's IMDb page. Oh, that's just it recently. Okay. Anyway, that's. I'm excited for the Revenant. That's all the oh, coming outs on. Like did did movie. who did I talk about? Where I didn't even recognize that was Tom Hardy until I didn't recognize it. It until says someone told me it says his him. big fat name on the screen in the trailer. Read, I don't know how at the end. He's got right? his name and then Tom the Hardy end? by it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that part, I'm just I'm looking at the ceiling with that well, old face. <laughs> some, <laughs> sometimes by the end of it, uh, I just um, I, I so go, that director is already what? Academy Award winning. I got to watch his other movies. He did Birdman. He did Birdman. Oh, I haven't seen Birdman. Or, and, or, or the unbearable lightness of being. Or 
Damn it. Michael Keaton plays another version of no, himself. The unexpected <laughs> virtue, virtue of, of ignorance. ignorance. Damn it. Why am I the only one who ever remembers that? Because I always forget the beginning. So I is, there, is there two other versions of The Revenant then? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's just that's the full title. Birdman yeah. or The Unexpected ig- uh, Virtue of Ignorance. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. He also did 21 Grams. About he, and souls have weight. Babel. Babel, starring Brad Pitt and some others. Yeah, right. Babel, I gotta watch I'm not as big movies because that Twenty One Grams is starring Sean Penn and Benicio <laughs> del Toro. Watts, yeah. <laughs> and I gotta watch. Watts. I gotta watch his other movies because that just looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's great visually. I tell you, I love Birdman. I haven't seen any of the others. I could tell you, even in the trailer of The Revenant, I could tell um, he's doing some of his cool long shots again. Oh, incredible yeah. stuff! Because yeah, yeah. you can tell the camera. Is facing one way, then it moves it and then turns slowly, and faces slowly, another yeah. way, and it just feels. I've never felt. It kind of feels like you're, like because you know VR is becoming a thing slowly. Mm-hmm. It feels like I have a VR helmet. I'm in the middle of a scene. That's what his camera work looks like. That's amazing. That's good stuff. I've never seen anything even approach that. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's it that has for new been releases. Trailer responses. Yeah. There's that view. Uh, if you want to pick up any of those new releases we talked about, go to your local video store. They, or, they exist. Or Amazon. Amazon. Which is now doing like grocery things movies. where they deliver it in an hour? Amazon Fresh. That's so weird. Yep. Or Amazon Now. That's another thing where they deliver other, not just groceries, but certain items in yep. certain areas you can get it in like an hour. Yeah, they're doing it here in the greater LA that's, area. That's crazy. What a world. Weird. Wild stuff. They're ramping up because they're going to start <clears throat> using drones soon. Sure. They, That's a world well, we want to live in. They are. I'm good. I am. How are they going to prevent people from stealing shit from drones? Well, they're going to be high. They're are. about 500 feet off the ground. Then how are they dropping the packs? They drop down they in an area, <laughs> drop it, and then go back You understand up. that if a drone could get up that high, it would also no, need but to I'm be saying, able to come down that high. You're saying it, nobody can steal the drone because it's up that high, but All right, it's going to have to come down it, to deliver that pack. That's coming, just, that is the same issue as just a delivery man. It's not well, a new issue. Is the I point. think people have less moral problem like kidnapping a robot, let's say, than kidnapping a human. Yeah, what I'm but saying is like, the delivery man leaves it on the sidewalk. It's, it's, at that uh, point, yeah. it is the same as a drone leaving it, it on the sidewalk. And side. it's got GPS data on it. It's got cameras on it. If anybody does anything, they're going to be recorded what if yeah. they and they're going to be down? prosecuted. Well, that's the thing. In Texas, they're going to start shooting them down. <laughs> um, they passed some law specifically so they can shoot down drones. They've, uh, I mean, the same way that they use, like, positioning whenever someone shines a laser at an aircraft, they can figure that out very easily. Hmm. So, What if someone conject... Conge- <laughs> reboot me, guys. <laughs> I need a reboot. <laughs> uh, we're going to reboot Benson. When we come back, we're going to review Steve Jobs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. Hi, I'm Brendan Creasy. And I'm Phil Vecchio. And we are the hosts of Radio Brendo Man on the Benview Network. We talk about all kinds of stuff on our podcast. Like what? Like toys and movies and video games and books. And other stuff, poo. Talk about poo. Definitely talk about poo. And you, if you, if that sounds cool to you, and we talk about it every week, go to radiobrendo.com or go to our page on benviewnetwork.com. And yeah, thanks a lot. What if the computer was a beautiful object, something you want to look at and have in your home? And what if, instead of it being in the right hands, it was in everyone's hands? We'd be talking about the most tectonic shift in the status quo since... Ever. I'm begging you to manage expectations. Have I ever let you down? Every single goddamn time. (laughs) Then I'm due. Your Apple stock is worth $441 million. 
And your daughter and her mother are on welfare. She's not my daughter! You must be able to see that she looks like you. We will know soon enough if you were Leonardo da Vinci or just think you are. You're the only one who sees the world the same way I do. No one sees the world the same way you do. Everyone is waiting for the Mac. What are people going to do with it? It's an abstract. You're going to do that? You're issuing contradictory instructions. You're insubordinate. You make people miserable. The board believes you're no longer necessary to this company. I sat in a garage and invented the future. Because artists lead and hacks ask for a show of hands. What you make isn't supposed to be the best part of you when you're a father. That's what's supposed to be the best part of you. I'm the only one who knows that this guy is someone you invented. Is there a plan? The plan will reveal itself to you when you're ready to see it. Co-founder Stephen Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs is returning to Apple. Two most significant events of the 20th century. The Allies win the war, and this. Ladies and gentlemen. Steve Jobs. It's a person and a movie. Shit, I forgot we were still recording. <laughs> I was slurping again. Uh, it's directed by... Danny Boyle. Oh, Danny Boyle. Nuggets from you. I wanted to sing it. Uh, oh, written by... Danny Boyle. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin. Yep. Starring Michael Fassbender. And... Jeff Daniels. And... Seth Rogen. And... Kate Winslet. Andrew hates women. Did you see how long it took yeah, to get Yeah, it took to him Kate forever. Winslet? He just said other so dudes' names to get in the way of him thinking. Yeah. He didn't want anyone to know. It's messed up. Michael Stuhlbarg. That's his name, right? Yes. Okay. That is correct. I don't know actors' names, so I'm not going to predict Hold on, I can get... Can I pull another? Trivia question for you. <laughs> With a Z. <laughs> Who played the Michael Sulbar character in the Ashton Kutcher Jobs film? Oh, is it someone I know? I don't know his name, but I know what you would know him from recently. <laughs> I don't know, then. It's something with an E is his real name. Uh-huh. He played uh it's uh, it's our pal uh what character? Foggy Nelson from what's, Daredevil. What's his name is what? what? Yeah. <laughs> what's what's the It's it's Foggy the, Nelson from Daredevil. Yeah, it's one it's one of the it's one of the it's one of the Andes. What? <laughs> oh, one of the Andes. Yeah. We we got to get them to change their name. One of them. Yeah. Just one of them. The oh, Sarah Snook. Sarah Snook. The other Andy. The lady Andy. Yeah. Um Catherine I'm, Watterson was we, another lady's name. Oh, I didn't chose not to. I forget her from our from what a movie that I love of obviously Inherent Vice. Andrew, no one listening can tell why Benson obviously loves Inherent Vice, but it's because he literally looks like uh, the character by what's, design. What's his name? The character's name? Yeah, Doc Sportello. He looks like Doc Sportello. Yeah, what now? You were saying it. Let's talk about Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Jobs. We screwed, please. We screwed. No, we're not. Well, I watched the Ashton Kutcher movie. <laughs> Are we? We're not. We're not here to talk about that. <laughs> uh, that would be a wrinkle. <laughs> I did watch the Ashton Kutcher movie before I saw the good movie. Have you seen the Pirates of Silicon Valley yet? No, okay. not yet. Uh, so the theater was real nice and empty when I went. Really? So it was our theater. Yeah, there was like no one there. I don't. I wouldn't say it was that empty. Just shut up. Oh. I'm trying to look cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was. But I d- I did see it at two o'clock in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. 
I mean, we got we got right in, no problems. Cool. Yeah. Good. Uh, although Benson didn't like my initial seat pick. He went way too close. What? This guy went way I, too close. I have to... Fr- I, he tries to... I, there's one time where he went up and started going down a row, and I didn't say a word to him, and yeah. I kept walking up. Like, yeah. no. Yeah. Nope. See, I'm you not, and I, I, we have different reasons, but we both refuse to sit close. I'm not going to sit close. I'm, For you, it's your neck, correct? Yeah. For me, it's I will vomit if I sit too close. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been a back sitter. That's insane. Why do you enjoy? Why would you enjoy? I mean, you know what? Wait, Even wait, do you vomiting? Hold on. Does he literally sit on the edge of his seat the whole time? I guess because there was a woman who did that at Crimson Peak, and I wanted to punch her in her face. Well, what? It was too scary. She had to be on the edge. No, of his seat. <laughs> no, it's not. A, no, it's not. Why, B, why are you gonna I punch, punch a lady for just sitting I, weird? I would do it to a man as well. well I'm why being you equal sit here. Anyone for pun- for sitting weird? Why because you sit anyone for punching weird? That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> because <laughs> because she's sitting on the same row as I. Oh. And I can it's, see it's, it's a bench the screen. Style, so it's tilting it. I can see the screen reflecting off of her fucking face <laughs> because that's how far forward she's sitting, and she's in my periph. All right. Um, I'll say what, what I'm going to say. No, shut up for a second. Let where me I like to sit. <laughs> shut up for, yeah. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you about this. Where I like to sit. The way that I like to sit. Um, yeah, maybe there's a little bit of head movement, but I like to have as much of my vision filled up by the screen okay, as possible. Okay, I can understand that. So I don't sit... People don't misunderstand when they're saying I sit close. I don't sit close. I sit Look, like... You ask no, them to bring close. in a chair to put in front of the front row. Because <laughs> 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 I'll say, I, I don't even have neck issues like Jordan does, but it still hurts my neck to sit as close as you sit. I, I like, I'll take that front row after the whole... The weird super front area. And then I also have that. the issue, if I, like I sit too close mm-hmm. and the screen is filling up my entire vision, yeah. I then have circles on it because of my glasses. Mm. Like, I can always see my glasses. You know what? Yeah. So I'm going to say, I think I was in your position when I had glasses. See? So, yeah, so, I understand. So, so now I'm living the life s- I want to live. <laughs> sitting far enough away, the entire screen's in my vision. Yeah. And then when I'm focusing on the movie... The theater ceases to exist for me anyway. Right, that's me and you, Jordan. Unless some woman's sitting too far forward and I see her freaking face lighting up every five seconds. I'm with Jordan 100%. Let's talk about this movie. <laughs> We're talking about theaters and Look, shit. Theaters are the best. <clears throat> I went to the Garden Grove 16, hmm. which is on. Yeah, you sent me a picture. But Chapman. It, when I looked, it was dark. Gilbert. And, and I on Chapman. Are you saying recl- Gilbert? Recliners. In between Gilbert and Brookhurst. <laughs> and yes, the whole thing is fancy recliners. Instead of the red ones that we've been seeing, yeah. they're not uh, love seats. They are single seats. Yeah. And they're all black leather. Yeah, this is the image I got. They're all very nice. Too, it's too yeah, dark I had for me a to tell what's going on. I here. went to the, the Cinemark of the Pike for the first time in a long time. And had oh, yeah. He was telling me it was really nice. Yeah, the Pike, they're also all big like leather recliners. Yeah, they're not. But it's at the Pike, they are kind of weirdly paired off. Yeah, they're, you know they're love seats. When you went to the, they're not love seats, but like you can tell that there's single seats. They're built two together. They're single oh, seats. Wow. Single singles. Oh, wow. These are oh, wow. single seats. Yeah, at the Pike, they're like. The two. Pike does have the nice thick row separation, which I also appreciate. That's oh, I do like that. Yeah, we didn't have that at the Irvine University, we whatever the hell it's did, called. Could have used a little more legroom. <laughs> Where if someone needed to get by, yeah. you literally had to in just this, scrunch. In this theater, there's a there's a bar in between every row. In the which? Yeah. Oh no no in the the one I saw today. At the at the Regal oh, sixteen, the Regal. Yeah. there is there's it's a wood floor and then there's a sharp draw off. It's like st- uh, the Garden Grove sixteen. Yeah. Oh shit! Like I don't know if you guys yeah. could notice from this picture, but their their seat backs like ha- the halfway up their back yeah. is where my feet are sitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is heavily. <clears throat> I'm gonna 
I'm going to say, I don't think I've been there. I can't remember if the last thing I saw there was Tower Heist. Nope, because we saw that together at the Starlight Four Star Cinema. We didn't Look, see that together. You can see, yes, uh, listeners, I you promise can, you we did. Listeners, you can see in this picture that the bar is located directly underneath the screen so it doesn't get in the way. Mm. It's interesting. Okay, because when I saw Tower Heist, there was a... Uh, really, we're talking about I was with, again? There, was a, there were people that just walked out. Every episode you guys bring up Tower Heist, I can't take it anymore. I, don't I, swear, think I, to God, we, I swear to God you saw it with me. I promise you. Look, I'm just gonna. Benson's uh, been cheating on you with someone else, and now he can't distinguish between <coughs> you anymore. We're gonna talk later. I but promise. I really we'll don't talk know. later, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> there's a. I don't want to say it on the show. Oh, but there's okay. a why. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, maybe I'm I closer the to the truth I than I want to be. Garden Grove was. Um, Whatever we saw, real. I also I remember seeing something with you there because that's where we were menaced by the old gypsy woman who wanted yeah, that, to curse I think, us. I can't remember what that was. This the the whole place is really interesting in the Garden Grove. Did they have the party like the play area when you went to I mean, the Garden I Grove sixteen like party room? Yeah, there's like a party room. Yeah, where like kids there's can go and hang out. There's a party room at the Pike. Yeah, uh, I've never seen it. Right. It's on mm-hmm. one of the sides. Okay, so if you've never been on that side, it's nice. Seen it. It's really nice. I at think the Garden Grove sixteen. It's even on the side of the Pike that I rarely go on. Okay, I normally when I go to the Pike, they send me to the right. Okay. No matter what. And this is re- this has been reviewing theaters. We have not talked a with single goddamn second about Steve Jobs, a film that I love. Yeah, I think I'm here to declare my love for Steve Jobs. I don't want anyone to take this as we don't want to talk about Steve Jobs. I want to take this as uh, this. We are this three specific, distractible lads. Yeah, this specific trio hasn't been together <laughs> in, in a while. In a while. And, and now also, we're gonna spend all week together. <laughs> and also, we've we see movies way more than other people, so yeah. I feel like the dynamics of theater going. And how theaters are set up is more interesting we're, to us. We're, all three into movie- the we're movie pass holders. Yeah. Right. Movie pass holders. Pass Steve movie jobs. holders. What are people gonna do with the Lisa or the Macintosh? Excuse me. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna do whatever they want. Why is that your voice? <laughs> yeah, what happened there? Hey, I'm hey. not happy with this turnaround um, either. Steve Jabs. Oh no. <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's talk about Michael Fassbender for a second. A man uh, who did what Andrew did not just do. I love I Fassbender is is joining the pantheon of actors that when I see their name on something, I just want to see it more. He is so and he's so goddamn good. good in this movie. Oh man! I'll tell you, for a guy who looks nothing like Steve Jobs, <laughs> he fucking inhabits that role completely. He even like just like his voice, the like the speaking pattern, his cadence, yeah. yeah, his speaking cadence is on par with what I've. It makes me want to take a shit on Ashton Kutcher's face (laughs) for what he did in his movie. Hey, people pay a lot of money for that. (laughs) I'm also going to say, as far as performances are concerned, Seth Rogen. He was was great. crazy oh, great as yeah. was really good. Even as as we're, as you guys were just saying, like he even nails I think the speaking style. And it's yeah. it's, it's hard not to see and Seth again, Rogen. Maybe you want to take a fucking shit in Josh Gad's mouth. <laughs> it's hard not to see Seth Rogen and hear Seth Rogen's voice, but yeah. I believed it. Yeah, you know, totally. Like there, I had like two halves of my brain were like, "This is Seth Rogen." The other one's like, "No, this is Steve Wozniak." <laughs> like so I was awesome. having an internal fight about mm-hmm. who I was seeing. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, I'm looking at my notes. I, I thought the performances on the board were all great. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kate Winslet was amazing. <sighs> I Some I do have accent work. I do have a problem though. Her accent was not as pronounced in the first in 1983. Mm-hmm. Her accent was not that strong. Mm-hmm. In 1988, her accent became stronger. Yeah, became pri- more and then and then and then and then 98, it, it mellowed back out, and yeah. I was like, hmm. well, then she's been in America for a while. <laughs> 
Yeah, but she was already in America, from huh. what I understood. As as Jordan just noted, uh, this film has an interesting structure where it's it's three different years. Yes. Oh, uh, and it's so, it's so like basically the entire movie takes place inside theaters or amphitheaters or convention centers. Yeah. It happens on one, uh, well, three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Specifically three days and like a couple hour period on each of those days. Yeah. yeah. Like with that occasional flashing backs. With flashbacks yeah. to important scenes it, with certain yeah. characters. It also it's crazy that we were talking about Birdman earlier because it really gave me Birdman vibes when he was right. just walking around the oh, theater sure. meeting everyone. Yeah. I was just like, Oh my yeah. god. Well we, I know, love it when, we know Aaron Sorkin loves a walk and talk. I, well and I loved it how it was a whole just lot of walking motion. and talking. There was so much motion. Yeah, that was about to say tons of motion for it being so centered in specific places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think uh, that's the interesting thing. We, we're talking about flashbacks. Uh, I feel like that that was done in a very unique Danny Boyle style mm-hmm. because it would cut back and forth. And it, it was cut back and forth in a stylistic way. Yeah, not, and it wasn't a hard cut. We're in a flashback, and then hard cut back when it's done. We would get dialogue in the present, dialogue in the flashback, more dialogue in the present, more dialogue in the flashback. Like we, yeah. they were cutting back and forth to show. Yeah, drawing yeah, back. Yeah. They were paralleling, but doing it to show differences, mm-hmm. and it was inc- it was super well done and also there were some some uh, interesting uh, i don't think any of them were flashbacks per se but just imagery where someone was talking about something specific and it would suddenly be projected on a wall oh there was, was that yeah, one that scene in really the hallway cool. that well, was the hallway is the one i remember yeah. the most but i remember they did it a couple of other times and i was like that's and that's very danny boyle that's yeah. very like an image appearing and i yeah. really like that too because some of some of the stuff was like very technical mm-hmm. and i feel like for people who are not into that type of thing Having it represented visually in the scene helps them understand it better and keep keep track of it. Yeah. So it's it's a smart way to do it and super visually interesting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Sorkin, that writing was on par oh. with all the rest of his work. Oh, real good. Uh, uh, not a disappointment at all. It was real good. It was so good. I like yeah. uh, another reviewer, uh, Jeff Kanata, mm. uh, coined it that Aaron Sorkin doesn't write dialogue how it was. He writes dialogue for how uh, everyone wishes dialogue w- was. Yeah, mm-hmm. like how the best form of it, the the snappiest, the most mm-hmm. the most interesting. And I completely agree. I don't care if this is what these people really said. Yeah. what I what I what I heard them say was very super interesting and definitely what I wanted to hear. There are a lot of great lines that I'm going to be annoying you, you guys for years. <laughs> once you can see it more than once, you'll... Any, anytime you guys question me for now, or, or, or you, you just trying to decide something, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to say artist lead and hacks ass for a show of hands. What was I going to say? Well, it's gone now. Bye. Aww. I'm no, going to tell um, you guys that I play the orchestra. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to say... Um, I really also enjoyed that uh, it didn't like it didn't pander to Steve Jobs. It really showed no. It showed kind of a full picture of him. There were times where he was he was kind in a sense. Yeah. There were times where he was you know very like thankful, and then there were other times where he was just uh, an asshole for no reason. Yeah. Uh, other than I, he could get away with it. Yeah. I do like that it kind of added ended on ended on a positive note, but in a way that you'd kind of believe mm-hmm. where it's not it's not like so overboard. And he, he still leaves things kind of rocky with Waz, and but it, it's overall kind of positive. It didn't. Which it didn't is a have hard a kind of line to walk. Basically, you're saying it, there was not a cookie cutter ending. Yeah. It was not a happily ever after. This it felt like the end of a story, yeah. and not even an end. Just like it left us in a place where we kind of understood 
why we, why we were watching this movie. Yeah. The, the, the evolution of this character. And it's not so much it's telling us a story beginning, middle to end. Mm-hmm. The reason why we're with this character for these years mm-hmm. is because this, this set of events tells us who he is as a person. Yeah. And by the end, we understand him better. Mm-hmm. I also like that it's something that so many biopics kind of try to do, and it ends up being really cheesy, where they kind of do, they'll drop little hints to future things. Mm-hmm. But here it seemed totally real, and I bought them. Like there's that moment where he's like, you know why I canceled the Newton? It wasn't for spite, it was because of the stylus. If you're holding the stylus, you can't, you can't use, use the five that are attached to your yeah, head. Yeah, you can't use your other and fingers. And he's, ob- he's obviously, like, that's supposed to be like, oh, he's talking about the iPhone. Right. But, like, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah, feel... It doesn't like, no, smack it yeah. feel cheesy. That actually yeah. felt like a revelation. That yeah. felt like a thing that that character thought. Yeah. It yeah. didn't feel like... That explains Yeah, I didn't everything. Feel, I didn't feel yeah. like, oh, this is just a writer being clever. Yeah. No, this is, like, this is the character. Yeah. This is what he does. Yeah. Yeah. That was this cool. is why he is who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was some cool stuff. <laughs> I don't know what that character was. That was a new character I'm trying. I, I feel like we've said everything we can say without getting into spoilers, unless there's something else you wanted to bring up. Uh, let's talk about that toilet, guys. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about the toilet now. You guys want me to tell you what that is? Yeah, let's talk about right. the toilet. So, so there's, a, there's a moment. It's in the first. It's in the first. It's scene. in the first one. Okay, yeah, I think. Uh, I don't know. He, if I he gets. That. I think it's maybe in the second one. I think it's. It's in one of them. He walks into a bathroom, takes his shoes off, puts his feet in the toilet. And then dries them off and puts his shoes back on. Yeah. And uh, besides being like a weird OCD thing, which I think it definitely is, yeah. uh, there's there's a scientist who recently published a book who's, who uh, went, uh, I think it was like five years without ever showering. Mm. And he just uses a bunch of different methods. There's this chemical that our body creates that kind of equalizes um, our like bacteria atmosphere of our body. And he created this spray that he just sprays himself with and it makes it so he doesn't smell. It makes it so that his body rejects bacteria and dirt and like he uses water, but no soap. Like he hasn't used soap of any kind in five years and the guy doesn't smell. The guy hasn't had like any weird skin problems. And, uh, when talking about that book, I heard on another show, um, that Steve jobs kind of believed in that too. He didn't believe in being super clean. He didn't take a shower every day. He didn't want. He washed his hair like once or twice a week. So he didn't believe that like soap was super necessary. So for him, that water was clean because. Well, also it was just water. Was just water. Yeah. What What I'm going to say about uh, toilet water is yeah. that that's actually uh, potable water. Yeah. The that's water also a toilet. lesson that we've all the the Fallout games have all taught us about water. Is yeah. That, that's there. You drink it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but so yeah, it's, it's, it's not super wor- dirty by nature. It's yeah. it's dirty if if it's if you know particulate. Yeah, if say. someone hasn't cleaned it appropriately, but I would assume Steve Jobs would look in there and yeah, or yeah, at least his dressing room would be clean, or at least tell everybody no, everything needs to be spotless yeah. before I'm in there. You know, so I would assume that would be on his writer. Yeah, <laughs> writer, please. <laughs> That's like an announcement that you make before he walks in. You just panic. Yeah, he doesn't have paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, he says, "Go find a toilet in the so, lobby. Switch it with this toilet." But but it, but I feel like the movie by ha- by showing that and never talking about it mm-hmm. speaks to the way it was written. Like the whole stylus and five finger thing. Yeah. Uh, something else that happens at the end of the movie about his daughter. Like it's showing you things without explaining it to you, yeah. and only explaining what's necessary. Yeah. So I think it's it's a stronger movie by the fact that it feels like it doesn't need to explain that scene. Mm-hmm. 
it just shows it and it's like oh it's pretty b- weird before we get into the discussion spoiler section um can we talk a little bit about at least in the first scene the the daughter and mother right. and all that yeah um uh, i thought that was really fascinating yeah uh and i think it was it was pretty well acted mm-hmm. um especially you know kid actors are a little hit and miss right but i really enjoyed uh there's that moment where he sits her down in front of the computer and says do whatever like yeah. you can't break it just do anything yeah. mm-hmm. and then he he look he turns it around and she's drawn something in the yeah. in the paint program mm-hmm. yeah. and that's like uh that's like a she really did cool that, moment she did that all on her own yeah she found the program yeah it was to show. To it something. was like to computers. Show how intuitive the, pro, the computer was. Yeah, yeah, computers used to be. You had to remember code. You had to remember. You had to type things that didn't always. You know, weren't always. It wasn't user friendly. Yeah. And that's what he had made as something that was user friendly in a sense. By everyone mm-hmm. could be used by anyone. And uh, I I think that also leads to a really cool thing at the end. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, yeah. There's nothing wasted in this film. Yeah. I just and I and I kind of like even though it's like it's really shitty as a person, but I like that that's what kind of triggers him to go okay i'll i'll give in to your yeah, mother's demands yeah. like that's that's kind of a, a a thing that kind of shows what he actually cares about but also maybe what he also cares about you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. mm. without going into spoilers uh-huh yeah <laughs> I, I, I like that uh-huh. i like that a lot yep that was a cool moment um all right so we all liked it yep go definitely definitely go see, see it it. <laughs> it was really good now um it'll be in wide release uh, by the time this comes out well soon soon i think it, it comes out friday right ca- yeah along with the last witch hunter because those movies are so similar <laughs> of course a bald man fights against the masses uh-huh. who's the bald man well steve jobs goes bald uh, well, not in this movie not in the movie yeah. <laughs> but he says you see his hair thin yeah but he didn't go fully bald until he got cancer i know uh, do Harsh. we do we want to talk about that now a little bit? Where they don't even go into wasn't he like really into like herbal remedies or something? Yeah, he thought he could eat fruit as a cure, which uh, sadly did not. They work don't really out. go into that at all no. in this film. Well, not did, that it needed did, to. Did he have cancer in 1998? Uh, he wasn't diagnosed until much later. Okay, so it wouldn't go into that anyway. Yeah. No, but you know, they could have flash forward. No, <laughs> I am very he happy with the way. He wasn't diagnosed until yeah. later, but it's like I don't know. I feel like he had a lot of weird beliefs that we kind of get the surface of. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that kind of distracts from the story the movie is trying right, to tell. Right, I guess. Yeah. I d- we just need to know that he's a little off. Yeah. That's enough. Like a 45-minute special where Because he did do one product launch after he had resigned from Apple because he was just too sick. He did still do one product launch while during that time. Mm-hmm. That'd be interesting to see, but again, it wouldn't really fit in this movie. Yeah, It'd be like Hotel Chevalier. But, yeah, do a little short film end. set well, in the universe of Steve Jobs. Well, let's let's talk about it as soon as we get into discussions because yeah. I feel like the these years are important in the fact that they're chosen, but also what's not chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's. All right, so we all like the film. Go, uh, go if you want to hear our discussion section, stick around to the very end of the episode. So Let's talk about <laughs> what's going out new in theaters. Uh, let me tell you, we got a lot of releases for uh, this weekend. What we, what we got? We got Paranormal Activity, mm. the Ghost Dimension. Oh. We got Gem and bonus feature, The Holograms. Damn. We got The Last w- Witch Hunter. What? Why is Tupac? <laughs> uh, Tupac was a hologram. Oh, shit. Um, in his life too <laughs> that's, that's something we don't know about yeah. Tupac he was a hologram well, American well here's the thing no one wants to talk about it but after after he was shot he uh, went Jedi and became a Jedi ghost yep. if you strike me down I will become stronger than you can ever imagine 
We also have. Uh, did I say the last witch hunter? Uh, sure, he's it now. Rock the Cosbah. Cosbah. Rock the Cosbah. Rock the Cosbah. Suffragette. I really don't like it. I smile back. Those are our Do new you? releases. I smile. You smile. We all smile back. Um. But before we get to guests, and then we thing, fall down. Let's give out some thanks to Silent sophomore Partner. Makeout is the name of the song, <laughs> and it's done by <laughs> what? Silent Silent Partner. Silent Partner. Yeah, Sophomore Makeout by Silent Partner. That's our theme song. I always, I always try to preempt him, and I always get it wrong every uh, time. You can find that at the YouTube Audio Library. That's YouTube.com/slash/audio/library. You notice we just keep letting you do it. <laughs> Uh, the logo was done by the great Justin, Justin Kizon of Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Uh, you can check him and Benson out on Benjamin Spielberg. He'll tell you more about that in a little bit. Uh, but if you like listening to Benson and, a little butt. and me, listen to Shut Up Leonard. Shut Up Leonard. That's a podcast where we talk about the TV show community. Which, I, have, I don't know that one. What's it about? Uh, it's about seven best friends <laughs> okay. uh, who love each other so much. Uh, that I'm disappointed in myself they for have a, they have a, <laughs> making this happen. They have a suicide pact. <laughs> Fetch uh, me a hemlock. That's a deep <laughs> cut reference to the show reference. itself. Um, go check that out. Shutupleonard.com? I think that works. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Pick your path. Pick your path. A new show on Benview. It's got chapters and you skip around. I'm glad. Uh, who was that? Talking Heads came I back. <laughs> I think that, that might have been. Um, I just. I don't even know what's happening anymore. <laughs> Pick Your Bath is a choose your own adventure style podcast or an enhanced podcast with chapters, as the song just said. <laughs> um, if that was even a song, was that even a song? <laughs> That's Metal, a good song. Metal Gear. Um, Benviewnetwork.com slash pypod. We gotta reset Benson again. Benviewnetwork.com slash pyp is the real website. Because if Tom was here, because I care about this, he would talk about optigrab.org and Ray. Can't even readwave.com. Where he writes nice. sometimes. Uh, cool. Check out his short stories on Amazon Smashwords and Bingo Parlor. What's it called? <laughs> Bingo Parlor. Why are you guys so giddy? Holy crap. Wow. This wow. is... Jordan. Oh, I, I do things on the internet. I didn't for two weeks because my internet was trash. But Time Warner got their shit together and fixed the internet, so I will be streaming some Metal Gear Solid Five. Getting that done you made before a, Halo comes out. You made a special appearance on Adam's. Oh, I did. Stream. So did you. Pal, we had fun. God, Fonselroy. Um, definitely want to do that again, and I'll be able to do that. Although I'll be, I'll have a mouse with me. Oh, thank God. And uh, when I travel, that, so that was a trouble. Yeah, that was a trouble. But uh, I'll definitely be there for. Monday streams, and I'll definitely. I'm taking my consoles with me when I'm traveling. Jesus. So, uh, all yeah, men do. it's going to be a hefty carry on because the Xbox One is super heavy. It's made of brick. I don't know if people have that realized. Xbox raining? One. What is that noise? It does sound like perhaps it is raining. Oh, uh, yeah, it's pouring. This is the weather report what? from Long Beach, California. Is it? it is raining it's, right now. It's raining. I've got oh, confirmed here children shouting rain. Yep. All right. Sorry, uh, I interrupted. And uh, so, yeah, I'll be on this Saturday finishing Metal Gear Solid 5 because Halo comes out next week. 
And then um, I'm going to be in Tejas in Oklahoma uh, when Fallout 4 comes out. So So you might be Skyping it. Good thing I figured out Skype. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to be Skyping in. (laughs) You're not even going to be able to stop me from Skyping in. Okay. We're going to be mid-show and be like, oh, we've got a caller. (laughs) We've got a caller. I haven't even hooked it up. We've got a caller. Somehow there's a caller. Somehow someone's calling in. Is it your turn? Uh, are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Where do we do, what if we want to watch you stream, where do we do? We go to twitch.tv backslash Gamer Assault Weekly. And I will be there. Uh, there's people streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We got Monday and Sunday off, or Wednesday and Sunday off, but people usually stream there anyway. They're just open for anyone who wants to. So nice. uh, you can come there from 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. There's usually someone on. Uh, but if you want to find out when we're going to be on, follow GA Weekly on Twitter, and we have all of our updates, all of our all the news that comes out, all of our reviews. So definitely check that out. Gah! Weekly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do your plugs, Go to God Vimeo. Damn. <laughs> check out all the great shows on there. Shows like Benson's Boombox, Popsicles, Shut Up, Leonard, Matt and Brett knows Wrestling Show, Benview on Spielberg, and Pick Your Path. Those are all shows that I do. You can check them out on BenviewNetwork.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at Dr. Matt Benson. That's Dr. Matt Benson. I'm also on Twitter at Podcaster Andrew. You said yours, right? I'm at, at True Valk. There it is. I just uh, threw my voice to, over yeah, that was to uh, <laughs> over to uh, Tom Hardy threw his voice over to that mic. For all the great shows, go to BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs> That's the new sound, the official Benview Network sound. <laughs> well, I gotta cut that and use it. Yeah. <laughs> really? There it You're is. not gonna talk about that thirsty earth? No, oh, I love the thirsty earth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I told you that's going to be my book of poetry. Yeah, it's going to be the. Right. It's, yeah. uh, Jordan just tweeted about the rain that is happening as we record. Not a reboot. <laughs> uh, I'm going to put that in stereo so you get Benson one ear, me and the other. Here we go. BenviewNetwork.com. Go there for all the great shows, oh, including all the ones God that Benson sake, already talked about, plus the ones that I talked about, plus oh. all the ones you don't even know about. Someone yes. just favorited my Twitter. NAVPodcast.com is our personal website. Email us NAVPodcast at gmail.com and on Twitter at NAVPodcast. Deep guess the ending. You'll never guess how it ends. Thank you. I don't know what I'm doing. What? Holy crap, guys. Who's up first? Is it me? Who's on first is what I want to know. Yes. What? You guys. (laughs) You guys are so hyper today. (laughs) Andrew, go first. We moved the teams around, so who is on first? (laughs) Did you change the lineup? I changed the lineup. (laughs) Who's on third, though? The no, only no, no. Who's on first? Because I can do everything what? <laughs> via the internet, the only thing I'm going to miss when I'm gone is going to go see seeing Pistol Shrimps Radio. Oh, Pistol no. Shrimps. This is Pistol Shrimps basketball. What are we going to do? <laughs> Molly Hawk. Because <laughs> now you guys are going to have to take turns carpooling Jesse up there. Tyler Taylor Ferguson. <laughs> uh, guess an ending. <laughs> the Walla. <laughs> Paranormal activity. <laughs> Holy crap. The ghost dimension. All right, directed by Gregory Plotkin. Our old pal Greg. He's going to have a real plot for you, Ken. Oh, boy. <laughs> Starring Chris J. Murray, Britt Shaw, Ivy, George, Dan Gilt. Say, yeah. Was that, that was just one name, right? Because I don't recognize these. Nobody. Yeah, no, this just, they act as one. Mm-hmm. Using a special camera that can see spirits. Oh, that's a documentary, guys, did you know? A family must protect their daughter from an evil entity with a sinister plan. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you gonna be okay tomorrow? <laughs> How? 
I'm only going to communicate with noises for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> that's going to make your guest the end. Yeah, that's going to be stuff. really oh. interesting. <laughs> All right, Paranormal. Uh, I haven't watched a single one of these movies, but this is a documentary, so it doesn't matter because mm. they finally decided to get for real. Because uh, Nev Shulman's one of the producers on this one. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Is that a true thing you just said? Because he did. Remember Catfish? That true documentary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is also a true documentary. Isn't it Neve, by the way? I call him Nev after <laughs> our own podcast. Which I call Neve. <laughs> That's wrong. Okay. <laughs> That's like calling it Pike Your Peeth. No, it's like calling it Pipe instead of Pip when you shorten man it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, so they're using the special camera to see spirits using special technology that was invented in the early 1900s uh, by uh, Emily Cushing. Um, deep cut. So. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs up thumbs uh, up for the deep cut so uh they're using this camera to see these spirits to protect their daughter uh and of course as it turns out um the spirits are protecting the daughter already mm. from an even more sinister spirit and plan uh which this ends with a cliffhanger because they all go into the ghost dimension so the next the next one is called paranormal uh dimension into the ghost <laughs> Who's next? Me. Jordan. Jim and the Holograms, directed by John M. Chu. John M. Chu. As I John spit out my Chew. chewing gum. Yep. John M. Chu. John M. Chu. Starring Aubrey Peoples, <laughs> Stephanie Scott. Uh, no, made no, no relation. Aurora Paranu and Haley Kiyoko. of Harold. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. Haley. I don't know. If that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Kiyolo. As a small town girl catapults from underground video sensation to a global superstar, she and her three sisters? (laughs) (laughs) By choice. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) Begin a journey of discovering that some talents are too special to keep hidden. (sighs) You picked this one. I know. What did you do picking this one if you're going to be sighing all over the place? (laughs) So Tupac fit in. Uh, Tupac <laughs> is actually one of the holograms. Of course. And the talent that oh, everyone keeps in. So she she becomes a sensation because she sings, right? Yeah. But her real talent is she's a fantastic she's rapper. A right? And the robot programmed by her father, yeah. who passed away, yeah. um, has Tupac stored in it. Mm. His personality. And so was this did this happen in ninety four? <laughs> like Tupac yes. died and his personality was instantly stored in this robot? Yeah. Okay. Yes. This movie it flashes back. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying this movie presupposes a world where robot technology existed in nineteen ninety four. Well he Yes. That's why no one else knows about it, because he died before he could show the world mm. that he he'd done it. And he had transferred someone's personality and consciousness into that robot. But it was kind of an accident, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's how he died. Tupac wasn't like a friend of his. There was <laughs> there was an explosion as he transferred. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Through the power of the internet. Yeah. So I think we're writing a great sitcom. I, That's it's, what I it's think really we're good. Writing. So uh, Tupac, uh, after her career has already started, mm-hmm. after the uh, evil label company. Ooh. Makes her sign. Not the record label. Trickster. The label company. <laughs> the label. Someone yeah. who makes labels. Yeah, yeah, they just make labels. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they give people labels. It's it's messed up. Yeah. Uh, they trick her into like doing a solo career. All of her friends are like, oh, what the hell? 
And just like that. Huh, what the hell? There's no public outcry. They're just, they all tweet are like, oh, what the hell? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is not cool, guys. Yeah. Uh, Tupac yeah. comes out of the robot and it's like, look. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. I've been <laughs> watching you this whole time. He comes out of the robot? Yeah. As a projection, R2D2 like, like, okay, style. Okay. You're my only hope style. And uh, says, yo. This I've been watching you. I've been watching you for a while. I've <laughs> been watching you for a while. Be careful, guys. <laughs> I've been seeing what you're doing. It's not cool how you're doing your friends like that. Mm. You know? Yeah. And we both know that you rap when no one's listening. <laughs> and that's where your true talents lie. And I'm going to train you to become the best rapper in the world. I'm going to call up my homie Dre. We're going to lay down some sick beats. Yeah. And... Oh, and we're going to get your girls Who in here. Who are those beats by? Dre. Okay, thank you. <laughs> and we're going to get your girls in here, and we're going to start a little rap group, and we're going to take over the world. And they were called? Jim, Tupac, and the Holograms. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Because no one knows about it. Yeah. The, 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 scene, the, in, the end of the movie is them coming back, and her, it's supposed to be like a, her by herself. And then her friends show up and they start rapping and everyone's like, oh, mind's blown, right? And then Tupac shows up and he starts singing with him and everyone's just going crazy. Yeah. And that's how the movie ends. Nice. Can I personally say my favorite uh, 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 Tupac bit of humor is from the Chappelle show? Can we all agree oh, that yeah. that was p- kind of with the best? impression raps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where what's uh, Chappelle's on the dance floor or at the yeah. club or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tupac is literally rapping about what's going on with Chappelle right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, a good, good that's a good that's a good gag. Yeah, good, that's real good gag. Our next film, I will be guessing the ending of is The Last Witch Hunter, directed by Breck Eisner. Son of Will. Or grandson? Grandson, it's gotta be. Will? Who's? Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he is the grandson of Will, because it goes Will, Michael, yes, Breck. That's what I had to realize. That's what I had to work out of my brain. But you had the benefit of hearing it also being worked out of my mouth. <laughs> That's true. I, I didn't make that up, by the way. That yep. actually is a true relation. Oh, okay. Um, it stars Will... Will, <laughs> Will Diesel. Will Leslie. Will Wood. And Will Dari Olufsen? What is that name? It stars Vin Diesel. I hit the microphone. Whoa. Rose Leslie, Elijah Wood, and Olafur Dari Olufsen. The Last Witch Hunter is all that stands between humanity and the combined forces of the most horrifying witches in history. Now, um, okay, so this is a this is a this is actually a secret prequel to Macbeth. Is what we're gonna learn. <laughs> oh, uh, whoa! What, like what I should say is the combined forces of the three most horrifying witches in history, because there are three of them. Uh-huh. Uh, Vin Diesel is a witch hunter. He, uh, you know, the first scene is kind of this. Hold on, hold theory. on. Did you say this is a prequel to Macbeth? Yes. Okay. So you know how it ends, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or do you? Oh! So <laughs> <laughs> you're blowing Andrew's mind. You need to just hurry up and do it. Uh, the first scene, Vin Diesel is, the, is a witch hunter. The last one, as a matter of fact, because the, these goddamn witches have killed off all his people. Uh, so he's interrogating a witch. He's got a sword. He's jamming it in her gut. Ooh. And he's saying, "You're gonna, you're gonna tell me what's up." And so this witch... That's word for word. Yes. The witch reveals that there are three three witches who have a dangerous scheme to go out into the woods and fuck with some dude's head, uh, which will eventually lead to some big problems for the kingdom down the line. Vin Diesel says, I, gotta, I can't let that happen. 
Uh, this this Macbeth, he's a good guy. I'm not gonna let these witches take advantage of him or his wife like that, with their with their with their visions of grandeur. I gotta put a stop to it. So you know, it's good. the training montage. You got to train to fight these three witches. Okay, he has um, to learn the specific witchery that they do and yeah. train against yeah. it. He also has a big speech where he says Macbeth is like a brother to him. Yeah, yeah. We never see Macbeth, by the way. <laughs> they couldn't get Fassbender for the, for the movie. So no, no. But you you just see the back of his head. Yeah. Yeah, you You're do like, see yeah, the back Macbeth's of over there, and he's yeah. just like at he a table, like, like a and he's like, head, uh, it's by a throne. He's like, uh, exactly. there was a scene where he's eating a big chicken leg. Yeah, <laughs> he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so the, I'm gonna say also, by the way, 90 percent of the film is training montage. <laughs> it's a lot of that. Is it similar to the Dragon Ball Z training montage that sure. is done on the way back to Earth so that they can stop Vegeta? Exactly. I was gonna say in, is a, similar in a space to, capsule. Uh, what's that movie he does where he's a pitch black guy? What is that movie? Pitch Black. Pitch Black, but then what's what's his name? The Chronicles of Riddick was yeah, the sequel. Mr. Riddick. The third one was just Riddick. Yeah. Riddick. Is it similar to in Riddick how for like half that movie he's just training with a dog? I resent the implication that any of the half films the are movie. Bad. That was I'm like gonna... five, ten minutes in yeah, the beginning. I'm not even going to dignify that. I question. love those movies. Those are good movies. We, if we need to. I'm not we complaining. Know. We know. Uh, let's <laughs> look. We're already going to throw him out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying there was a good portion of that movie where he's like in a desert alone. It was awesome. All right, listen, the point is... I don't... Who is this guy? He's ready for the big climactic battle with the witches. They still haven't hung out with Macbeth, by the way. This is all still pre-Macbeth. It's a prequel, I told you. So he's getting ready. He's going to go fight the witches. Uh, he draws his sword. He lunges at one of the witches. He trips, and the sword stabs into his own neck. <laughs> and then the movie ends? The movie fades out <laughs> into the real-life Vin Diesel. And what we find out is that he has just rolled a one... And the entire movie was actually a D&D game. Yes! By Vin Diesel. And that's the twist. Critical yeah. failure. Yeah. And I love yeah. it. And that's why the witches were able to go on to fuck with Macbeth, because he they were not stopped. As you know. He rolled a one. Uh, what you do in the D&D game <sighs> happens in real life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> There's just a weird time shift. Yeah. So. Time and dimension shift so that it happens in an alternate dimension and then comes to William Shakespeare. Yeah. yeah. It's William Shakespeare's writing dimension. Yes. Yeah. There's another critical fail where it. he plays uh, Caesar. Yes. <laughs> and he gets yeah. betrayed. Yeah, His speech was not high enough. And then Caesar gets kidnapped. <laughs> and uh, we need... Bring uh, it home, boys. <laughs> we need a step-up star to go get him. It's already 638. I'm reminding us all that we're on a tight schedule. <laughs> all right, so all let's right, bring it home, boys. Uh, that's it for this episode, episode 247. Nerds Eye View. Go check the things we said. Go what did check we say? the things. I don't know what we huh. said. Bill... What are we reviewing? If you stick around until the end of the, uh, the after our little theme music that you'll be hearing in a moment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my damn goodness! <laughs> oh, I died. Oh. If you stick around, you'll hear our discussion of Steve Jobs next week. Hopefully, you'll be hearing a review of Witch Hunter, Last Witch Hunter. Nice. Uh, that is our hopes and dreams for you, the listener. Um, until next time, this is episode two forty-seven of Nerds Eye View. I'm Andrew. I'm Matt. And I'm Jordan. And remember, listeners. If a suited dude comes up to you and says, yo, uh, it's just a coincidence that you're named after a machine, don't believe them. <laughs> Everybody knows. You ever go to an open casket funeral? Open casket? Yes. It's yes. weird, right? The man was buried in a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> what? Died as he lived. Classy. Died as he lived. Did you know this man? Yeah. He was the cranky old man in the it's, apartment. It's pretty fucking awesome. And... Yeah, he was really cranky. It's weird that people do that. Because yeah, I used to work sound for the funerals at the church sometimes. And there was an open casket one. I've got those notes thus far.
this is the discussion. So the fact that we're not seeing any of the devices that really made Apple who they are today, mm-hmm. like we see none of it. We get we hints at. We don't see iPhones. We no. we don't see. We don't even see iPods. Yeah, he just, he, he, he says, says that right at the end. And yeah. w- and we find out that like it's because she's been wearing this Walkman for like her, her entire life basically, or at least yeah. what we see of her like in this 10 film. Years, yeah. yeah. So to him, well, 15. Well, she, I don't 80. think she had it in the first. Yeah. In the very first scene? Uh-huh. I don't remember it. Do you, was it there? Uh-huh. Ooh, okay. Uh-huh. So <laughs> like that's the impetus for the iPod. Uh, at least that what what this movie is purporting. That's interesting, yeah. And and I like the fact that this film I almost feel like it is not a biopic. No. Well, this no. because yeah. because what happens in this film biopic, just yeah. just like social network. Yeah. This may or may not have happened the way it happens in this movie. These people probably definitely didn't say any of these things. Yeah, it's a the fictional, way they said them. Fictionalized version. But we get exactly who Steve Jobs is as a person in this yeah. film. And I think that's that's perfectly done and that's what's needed here. This is a fictional story about Steve Jobs is a person. It's a character study. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. exactly. Well, especially in, there's a kind of like a, a movie convenience that we kind of, we buy because we like it, mm-hmm. where in each of these scenes, even though they're across many years, the same four people show up to talk to him right before. But but, but the launches make sense though. Yeah. yeah like it, because of what's happening of. in these scenes, because the, I mean, it, it ends up becoming uh, like a redemption story because it starts off with this first launch where he thinks it's going to be amazing and it's his fall from grace. Yeah. And then after his fall from grace, it is his, his supposed return, but it's actually, we find out, a gamble a so scheme. that way yeah. it's just a scheme so he can get yeah. back in. It's a crazy yeah. scheme and it's insane to me because I had never heard of that company or that device. Neither have I. That, <laughs> That's kind of the point of that device. Yeah, it, I mean, had you? You're yeah. you're an Apple head. I'm a, well, I'm a Jobs head specifically. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You had. I did you read his book? book? Is that what you, is that where you heard of it? What? Didn't you read a book? That you read I a have book. the book. I have not read. Have it you yet. read a book, sir? I, listen, I don't want to get into. He doesn't know how here. to read. Are you a book learning man? <laughs> listen, I don't want to answer. I don't. We'll save that for a later date. I'm not going to answer now. It's not the issue. It's not important. You know, have I read a book? Have I not? Do I know how to read? These are not the kind of questions that are. Would you say I am not a book? (laughs) Sorry. Okay, let's go. So, so, and then 1998 is his is his return. Like we're seeing a guy who was always right, Mm -hmm. be monumentally not right. So far, so far wrong. He he doubles down and doubles down so far that he gets himself removed from his own company. Yeah, and then ends up coming back and saving that company and making it what it is today. And that's where the movie cuts off. Where we now see him back on his upward trajectory. Yeah, he's going to launch the iMac, which, yeah, in which my memory, was huge. Huge. It was in every school. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was they mentioned that from the beginning, that mm-hmm. they, they donate to schools. Yep. That's a thing that they do. But I remember seeing... Like, I remember using an Apple II in schools when I first used computers in a classroom setting. What? And then... Are you an old man? Yeah. Did you guys forget I'm older than all of you? I don't know. I, maybe it's a combination of me thinking you're younger and thinking the Apple II is older you than it actually anytime is. Anytime you think maybe I'm young, just look at this bald spot on the top of my head, and it will bring you back down to earth. Well, then I just think I'm looking at Tom Hardy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, it is dark in here. Yeah. It's easy to get that mixed up. But, like, and then and then after that, we, we fast forward to me as, like, a freshman in, in high school, and I see IMAX everywhere. Mm-hmm. That that candy outside shell that is so synonymous with what that was at the time was everywhere. And by that third, 
thing. He'd given in to some like user. Uh, what, what what were they calling it? Like usability. Yeah, an open an open. Yeah. It was open, a little bit. I mean, it a was a little more open. Yeah. It was still closed in every way. Yeah. But it did more. Mm-hmm. It did everything that it everyone had like a wanted. USB port, and that yeah. was like a thing that he didn't even want to do on the first. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> yeah. And, and it, like his time in the ninety three period of uh, or eighty eight when he's doing the next stuff. Yeah. Or no, that was ninety three, right? Eighty-eight uh, was next. Nine, it was ninety-six for ninety-six. Ninety. When was the, was the ninety-eight? I, was ninety-eight the was the iMac. One. Eighty-eight was next. Eighty-three was the Mac. Okay, yeah, so eighty-three, eighty-eight, and and eighty-eight. He'd been doing a bunch of research into school stuff, so we kind of see the culmination of that ten years later. Yeah. Because even though he's not creating an actual system, he's yeah. doing all this research into the school system and what colleges need. Yeah. So by the time he does make the iMac. It's ready. Like it's the culmination of ten years worth of research. Yeah. He may have never built an OS and just made a fancy box, mm-hmm. yeah. but he was actually doing work and preparing for coming back, yeah. because Apple was stagnating at that point. It's yeah. crazy that that's like what you're saying is true. Like he just made fancy boxes. He like just that. made a fancy box. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. It's is my it was mind blowing to me sitting in the theater going, what? Because yeah. you see everything around it and you only find out right at the end of that scene that it was all bullshit. Yeah. And he explains it to his assistant, and it's just mind blowing because even his assistant doesn't know yeah. that he's head faking everyone. He's like, "Yeah, we don't have an OS." Yeah. Like, he's public. He's publicly mm-hmm. mind faking, faking everyone. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna go on stage and make a doomed product. Yeah. on purpose. Yeah, just so he can get back into Apple. It's ridiculous. Who does that? Yeah, I kind of like the 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 little setup where uh, what's his name the the Andy <laughs> the, Hirschfeld her, yeah Hirschfeld. Uh, was like, did you see this weird article? And uh, so he doesn't look at it right away because he kind of knows. Like, yeah. Someone like, figured him out. Someone yeah. figured him out. But they published it as like a joke. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't yeah. like, it was like, oh, wouldn't this be funny? And he's like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, there's, it will be funny. <laughs> it will be funny, yeah. There's uh, the, like the clock is right twice a day or something. A broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah. I have problems like, with if, that saying, but okay. If you make, if you make a conspiracy... Fuck you, if Mr. Pet Pit Put Ant. <laughs> if, you, if you're a conspiracy theorist, oh, eventually one of the theories is going to be right. Right? Yeah. If you make enough conspiracy a, theories... A stopped clock is right twice a day. A broken clock is on the ground in pieces. Thank you. <laughs> good night. I'm gonna break you through we, this. I don't want to throw you I out of this he window. He has the board, but can we? Is there any I'm way we sure. can mute him? Hey, we just reach buddy. over there. Hey, you said I'm in charge. It's true. He's the son. He's engineer Cody Jordan. <sighs> now I'll leave you. I'll, I'll let you keep talking. I just whenever this, this I was younger and people would say, you know, a broken clock is right twice a day. I'm like, no. Do you want to know why that's right? No, no, no. A stopped clock, please. The saying is stopped clock. There yeah, are but more uh, than one way a thing can be broken, you pedantic. Then piece just of throwing shit. it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing, though. Everyone, the original saying was stopped clock, and everyone started saying broken clock because it was like easier uh, or some who, shit. Who cares? I, because I people, do because my brain doesn't work like that. Why people, do you care? Look, good artists create. <laughs> you are a stealer. Am I saying you're right? <laughs> Artist lead hacks ask for a show of hands. And what, you, what you're doing, you, you know what you're doing? You're saying, can we get a show of hands? We should all recognize that it's stopped clock. No, I'm saying clock. that I'm right and you're all dumb. That's what I'm saying. So he's jobs and get right now. Uh, so I really enjoyed in... No, he's lost yeah, he, wants, he, he wants it to be adaptable. This is what I'm saying, I want anybody to be able to say this phrase. I enjoyed the extended orchestra metaphor because oh, in... In the music, the world of musicians, uh, a maestro 
is given a lot of recognition, even though technically they're not playing an instrument. Yeah. But and and there's really not a corollary for that in any other field. Yeah. You know? Like the person who puts on an art gallery will get recognition for hosting it, yeah. but they're not, not seen as much as the artists. Right. Yeah. The artists are still the people on display. They're still the people that I are getting like that's all the kind them. of like uh, in in movies or whatever, it's like the producer. Yeah. Like yeah. you 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 know like, oh yeah, Steven Spielberg produces films, yeah. but it's kind of like But you, know, you have like, no ah, idea what he does. Not, yeah, it's like he's not yeah, directing it right. right. Or, so I mean, what is I mean, he actually even the director? Doing? Like, what does the director do? Like, the actors do the acting. The cinematographer shoots it. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could say, what does a director do? Mm-hmm. But play the what orchestra. What kind of the director tells the cinematographer visually what they want? Yeah, and Steve Jobs tells tells his people what what he wants from yeah. the devices. Thanks. So, so you really get the feeling here because Wozniak puts forth like, what do you do? Yeah, and without code. without you that, you didn't build the OS. <laughs> what do you do? Yeah. So we get that moment where he's just like, yeah, I don't do all those things, but like he's the big picture guy. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. the one who's looking five years ahead and deciding where the company needs to go in order to keep innovating. Because even though he wants to create a closed system and even though he hates hobbyists and, yeah. and this like small market where only the, the super into it are able to do anything with these machines, yeah. he's understanding, even with that first... Uh, meeting that we see when he's getting the guy from Pepsi, Jeff Daniels. Yeah, John Scully. John Scully, even when he's like approaching him to come be the CEO for the company, uh, he's saying, no, I want to create something that everyone can use. And while he, the reason why he wants it to be closed, we find out by the end of the movie, is so that everyone can use it. Because mm. when you make it open, then it gets more complicated. Mm. So the simplest thing is the easiest to use. Yeah. Mm. And that's, that's... It just shows that he... Like... We get all these interactions where he has with uh, male Andy, where he's saying, "Just make it work. I don't care." Yeah. Like he's he doesn't he doesn't care about the small stuff. Yeah, it just needs to work because his idea is the big picture stuff. Yes, there's a problem with it. Yes, there's an error. Yes, it might not work on stage. Who cares? That's not what matters here. It needs to work so that way it will sell a certain number of units. What matters that it says hello. Yeah. Yeah. I also kind of like that they they uh, broached the whole thing of the um, the commercial mm-hmm. that everyone loves. Like people t- today still talk about that commercial, yeah. Yeah. and I love in that like John Scully's, in good and bad ways. But yeah, but John Scully is like nobody knew what it was selling. Yeah. Like right. everyone remembered, but they had no idea it had to do with a computer. They right. didn't know it was Apple. It's like you know with, with and it Pepsi. wasn't it wasn't even a commercial for a product. It was a commercial for an event. Yeah, it was for, a commercial for, for like the launch. Yeah. No, it was a commercial like. Come back on this day because we're going to have something interesting. It's it was the first teaser, mm-hmm. which is how all ads work now, pretty much. Right. I've seen State Farm commercials that were for later State Farm commercials. Oh. It's insane. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> painful. <laughs> why? Why has it got to be like that? Yeah. Uh, what do I got here? Let's talk Lisa. Let's talk Lisa. Local integrated systems analysis. Is yep. that correct? <laughs> and it means nothing. Yes. <laughs> Um, so by the end of this film, uh, there's kind of a, a weird confrontation between father and daughter, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess he's accepted it at that point, right? Yeah. Well, I have something about this final scene. Mm-hmm. Did he have something in his back pocket or did he have a weird butt? He probably had something in his back pocket. As we all know, Steve Jobs had a butt prosthetic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love that whole statement of him saying it didn't mean anything because there's a lot, even now people are like, well, what does that even mean? Or, or there's a lot of... Uh, talking down to about the way certain things are designed or acronyms and stuff like that. And 
him him in that first scene saying that it's a coincidence and having that long point and hurting her feelings and everything, mm-hmm. it just makes you realize that he as a person was so focused on how things affected him yeah. that it would cause him to be bad to people that didn't deserve it. And we really get the feeling that he's grown past that point mm-hmm. by the time 1998 comes around. And it's still affecting him in certain ways. Like um, his assistant uh, reminds him of like your idea of that time magazine and someone else doing you wrong and making you lose the cover of that magazine yeah. has been wrong this whole time. Yeah. And it's 15 years later and you still think that way and you're wrong. So you have this, what does she call it? Like Reality a, detor- distortion field. That's around him at all yeah. point. That that he sees anything and it sees how it affects him. And it's this super narcissistic thing yeah. that he that he has. He runs it through an algorithm that says 28% of the men in America could be the girl's right. father. <laughs> which which yeah. is like, I guess he's doing it on the opposite end of the 94% chance. Yeah. Like using, you know... The six percent, and then yeah. extrapolating I mean, there's a, there's that. A way the math could check out. Yeah, it was something with insane. blood types, is what I from yeah. what yeah. I can tell. Yeah, because that's how the test was based on. Yeah. yeah, so it's by the time we get to that scene on the roof, the one that you brought up, mm-hmm. he's he's come to terms with that. He realizes, and I f- I feel like by the time uh, we get to that point with him, not only has he realized that he has this distortion field. But he's he's kind of always understood it, and it's just taken that long for him to deal with it and to ignore it, because he's always been aware of the kind of person he is. He has that scene with uh, Andy, who's who uh, male Andy, who's paying for his daughter's uh, first semester at school or one of her semesters, mm. and Andy goes, well, I, "I've always hated you," and he goes, "Well, I've always liked you, so that sucks." Yeah. But you would never get that from their interactions. Yeah. You never you yeah. never would think <laughs> that he thought fondly of that, and, it, and it's just <laughs> yeah. because he's so narcissistic and he's so he, he's really abrupt like he really doesn't care he about, has this dichotomy where yeah. he's so worried about how things affect him yeah. but he also doesn't care how he affects other people yeah. and he's aware of it and but he also doesn't understand that people don't work that way mm-hmm. so we when we get to the scene on the roof with him and his daughter we're kind of seeing the culmination of him kind of letting go and realizing no I need to open up I need to tell her how I actually feel so so do you think that all so he named that computer Lisa after her? Yeah, he said he did. Yeah. So do you believe? Him? Do you do. believe? Him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because local integration systems analysis means nothing. Because then, then why try and deny it? And like right okay, after I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you right now because why. Of, I'm yeah. going to tell you right now. School. You ready? School. Anytime where it's brought up his mo- her mom is there and he fucking hates her. Well, with a passion. Every scene that we see him with her alone they are nothing. He's nothing but compassionate to her. He's nothing but nice to, to her. the daughter. Yes, but anytime the mom's around, he will do and say things just to hurt the mom, mm. and he's not thinking about how it's affecting his daughter. I also think at that point he was still very much in the "that's not my daughter" yeah. mode, so he couldn't admit to anyone, even out loud, that it was named after her, even though he knew it was. Then why would he even do that? Because, just in case, because deep down he did love her. Okay. Even if I it know, wasn't it just feels silly to me. Yeah. <laughs> Like if I named something like some crazy secret name, but I named it like something public. Like I, I came out with a new podcast. But I think that's why like, Steve Jobs it, is kind of crazy. But it wasn't it wasn't completely public. <laughs> like the, yeah. It was it was the prototype name for the Mac, right? But a no, team, it was a, a, it was a separate knew. project. It was, oh, it was like a, a separate team, project. A team worked on it. Yeah, like there were probably a dozen or so people that 
new, and they probably told like within well, the that, that's computer, why, within the computer no, that was world, the name of the product that was released. Yeah, well. yeah, but and this is the thing though it, is it it also makes sense for all of his friends to be like, why the fuck? Like they would all be acting this way because uh-huh. then he had a project named the same name as her, and then publicly not saying or saying that she isn't. Mm-hmm. Also, that's I mean, why all of his friends are mad because it doesn't make any sense. He he presumably would have named it that a, a long time ago, several years ago. And the story about his daughter Lisa didn't become public until that Time Magazine article. Mm-hmm. So, as far as anyone else outside of his circle was concerned, that no one knew that he had a daughter. Sorry, what 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 was what do you think the mother was up to? I mean, the movie kind of alludes that she's not very good with money. I think she's. But do you think she's, she's just, kind just of directionless? Okay. I think she's directionless. Think... I think she's may has some. I thought there was a weird hint at drug problems, but maybe. Kind of, maybe, or maybe like psychological or behavior problems. Yeah. Like, I mean, what kind of person? What kind of personality do you have in order to put up with Steve long enough to get pregnant? Mm-hmm. You know. Listen, depending on how it's done. I was gonna say. I know. Total. Of I'm just I saying. Didn't want to be the one to say it. I was <laughs> trying. I was this trying. Guy. <laughs> I was trying to be old-fashioned here. <laughs> when they went to courting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Have we talked about everything? Yeah. Are we good? so i mean this, this yeah, movie didn't was, really get into the early life which i, I still kind of hunger for a, a good cinematic version of like his simon atari when he was just like a weird drug head well oh please i would have loved for it to even had 10 minutes about pixar oh sure. he ran pixar yeah <laughs> like for a while yeah like that's nuts i just but again i understand why it's not in the movie Yeah, because it's not a biopic yeah. it's a character study like yeah. you said earlier that's the perfect I, way let's to just describe do it. another good steve jobs movie that, that the, focuses on Atari and Pixar. That is it's more a biopic. It's Atari, Pixar, and then the the post cancer uh, product launch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. All the same actors though. They need to make it in a year, <laughs> so that no one gets too old. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, as we walked out of the theater, Benson and I, uh, I, I, going? I, <laughs> I speculated with him Whoa. about um, like this is such a good pairing, Aaron Sorkin and oh, Danny yeah. Boyle. Oh yeah. Uh, do, do you have any uh, I mean I know you're not as in deep mm-hmm. with writers or directors but could you think of a, a director that you think would be really cool to see direct an Aaron Sorkin written film oh I've got, what, so, what did we say well I've got I had my pitch and now mm. I now have the movie that I want them to do oh okay so Sorkin now has done two uh, movies in the genre that I love which is the brilliant asshole genre he did Social Network, uh-huh. and then he did uh, Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. And I think to round out that trilogy of brilliant asshole movies, he should write a John Lennon movie. Mm. And it should be directed by Martin Scorsese, oh. who has some experience himself with the brilliant asshole genre and The Aviator, mm. and experience with uh, The Beatles, because he did the George Harrison documentary. So I would like to see Aaron Sorkin write a movie about John Lennon, directed by Martin Scorsese. Uh, I'm going to say, and this is a wild one, Michelle Gondry. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The the snappy dialogue of Aaron Sorkin with the crazy imagery of Michelle Gondry. This is never going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would love this snappy writing along with the visual imagery of Wes Anderson. Yeah, I thought about that, but I really... Hasn't he only done like write and direct? Yeah, he's only done his own so, films, yeah. so it would never happen. Yeah. yeah. I think we can give mine the award of most likely to happen. <laughs> well, because you also <laughs> came up with the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even have a pitch. Yeah. Uh, just anything. I'm going to sneeze. Okay, we've got a sneeze over there on the mic. I'm taking over saying words. So you still can listen to some thoughts while he sneezes. I'm back. Peter Jackson. <laughs> oh. 
they could do a trilogy. The bombastic nature of all Peter They'll Jackson's do the, films. The Tom Bombadil trilogy. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine oh, Aaron no. Sorkin writing for Bombadil? Look, he doesn't write what is. He writes what we all wish it was. <laughs> and I wish it was not Tom Bombadil. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's the end of our discussion. Thanks for listening. Tom Bobadil sucks. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.